Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. All right, let's get to the show. This is episode 49 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. Uh, So today I'm going to be sitting down with John Moore, a.k.a. Johnny Litecoin. He's part of the Litecoin fam. Uh, And we're going to be talking about crypto payment processing. Uh, So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how he got into the business, how your business can get set up to accept cryptocurrencies, and then some of the benefits your business will see once you start accepting cryptocurrencies. I don't want to go too deep into it right now, so let's just get into the episode and I'll have John explain everything. So, John, before we really jump into the like payment processing, can you just give us a little background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Yeah, sure. I was um, I was always in sales. So I originally, um, I was, believe it or not, I was in the coffee business when I was younger. I sold like to like commercial type of accounts, and then I, uh, right around when the Bitcoin white paper came out. I actually got involved in the payments business. Um, obviously, I didn't know anything about Bitcoin at the time, but uh, I kind of started in the payments business January 2009. And um, by payments, I mean credit card processing and point of sale systems and cash registers. So I would set those up for uh, businesses. And uh, yeah, that was my experience before I got involved with uh, crypto. So sales and then it's funny that the timing on that, you know, right around 10 years ago, you got into the payments processing game. Uh, So you're doing the credit cards um, and getting businesses set up with them, I'm assuming, uh, with like the machines so that they could process credit card payments. Um, And then exactly. Perfect. So it's kind of a perfect transition and to what you're doing now. Um, So can you just give us a quick overview of like when you got into crypto and then after that, can you talk about how you got involved with the crypto payment processing? Yeah, sure. So um, I'd, I'd heard about Bitcoin like probably going back to like 2012, 2013. And, um, you know, I heard about it and more as an investment that people were making money and uh, kind of looked into buying it and never, never really like seemed complicated so I never never did and um but a few people like kept mentioning it to me when I would see them and it kind of went in one ear and out the other I didn't like pay any mind to it but then um in 2017 
uh, this in like the like right before spring started, um, a few people really were talking to me a lot about it, and I had been in the credit card game for about eight years, and. I was really stressed from the credit card game. Like I really like saw a lot of problems in the credit card system and um, a lot of fraud that businesses were having. And um, I really like questioned like the regular payment space. Like where does this all go? Like it didn't make sense to me, like how there could be so much fraud and it's not being talked about and how could this last in other words. And uh, a buddy of mine that was an investor in crypto. He's also in the payments business, was in my office. And uh, it was a day that I was really stressed and my friend had just lost $5,000 to a credit card, um, to credit card fraud. And, you know, he was kind of blaming me because I'm I'm the processor, even though I didn't obviously do it. I'm still the guy that he could kind of yell at and talk to and uh, really stressed and my buddy, kind of was like, Hey, I want to show you a Litecoin transaction. Like you need to like, you need to see this. Like this is the future of what we're going to do. And, um, we looked at it on like block cipher, like block explorer. And, um, it was like a thousand dollar transaction that got sent across country. And I was like blown away at the information you could get and the transparency. And, uh, and then he started really explaining about, Bitcoin and how um, there's no central authority. And I was like, you know, my God, I said, this is amazing. And I kind of ran around my office and I said, we're out of business, guys. We're going to be out of business. <laughs> like, everyone's like, what are you talking about, Johnny? And I was like, this, I was like, you know, Bitcoin, Litecoin. I was like, this is like, this is the future. I was like, I, I, I get it now. Right. And uh, that was it, man. It was like, you know, spring like off to the races, like trying to learn everything I could. And um, I didn't get involved with payments of crypto until the beginning of 2018. Um, It was really when a lot of people, like when the bear market started and people were really like trashing crypto and saying it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. And I was like, these people have no clue what they're talking about. Like it hasn't even started yet. Like they're, they're building everything out. I was like, man, I really got to like get my message out there. Like I, I, I understand this being a payments company. And, uh, that was it. I kind of started on telegram and, um, cause I had access to that from, from crypto. And then, uh, I kind of got involved, um, with Litecoin specifically, and um, I was always a big Litecoin uh, supporter, and I, you know, always, you know, always, I did help a few merchants set it up for payment in 2017, but I never like advertised it or marketed it. It was just like, hey, download this wallet, take a payment in, cash out the Coinbase kind of thing. And um, yeah, that was it, man. 2018, I was off to the races of uh, really promoting that Litecoin is a. Um, really good alternative for payments and not not something that's going to work in the future i mean it's it's works right now for payments and can help people out right now so that's kind of been my uh mission for the last like year and a half or so it's a pretty beautiful progression that you've had here where you know you were working at a credit card payment processing company helping people get set up 
and you you saw firsthand the problems that people were dealing with. You know, you saw this fraud. You saw these third parties taking their cut um, out of the business's money. And it, the day that somebody was complaining to you about $5,000 in fraud, you have your buddy come in and say, hey, check out these cryptocurrencies, check out Bitcoin, check out Litecoin. And it kind of just clicked with you. And it's funny because you said you had heard about Bitcoin back in 2012 or so. And I think everyone has this story where they hear about it at first. And it, like you were saying, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't really register. And then in what was it, <laughs> yeah. 2017, you, you're, you're seeing these problems firsthand. And then someone comes back in and re reinforces that, hey, remember Bitcoin or have you heard about Bitcoin? And then so about half a year later, you really got involved with the payment processing um, and you got involved with Litecoin and getting businesses set up to accept Litecoin. Um, so can you just get into the weeds and talk about, you know, say I have a business and I want to get set up or you're trying to sell me on getting set up. Walk me through the process on how that works. Okay, perfect. So um, really it's, you know, it's an easy thing to do. It's just the main the main thing you have to worry about is um, fitting it into the business's existing operation. So if you sell online, we need to know, okay, what kind of um, e-commerce platform do you use? Are you using Shopify? Are you using Wix? Are you using um, BigCommerce, Equid? Like what are you using? And then there's certain products that integrate with those platforms. And then we we can integrate everything in. Um, the main question is, do you want to receive U.S. dollar or do you want to keep the crypto that you receive? And then based on that, you know, a bit larger business isn't going to keep crypto right now. Like I've set up uh, some Ford dealerships, um, Bob Moore Subaru, um, exotic car rental places. Um so the larger scale businesses want they they're happy to accept um, crypto for payment as long as they can easily receive U.S. dollar and we we set them up with a product through um, actually through another payment processor their their name is uh, Alliant Payments and they have an auto conversion product where Bitcoin Litecoin or Ethereum comes in one end. And out the back door goes a U.S. dollar deposit into their bank account. So they, it's very easy to set that up. Um, it works similar to like a credit card processing product that they use. So they don't have to like, we don't have to train all the employees on how to use a digital wallet and private keys and all that. It all depends on the business environment. Now you might be a store, and you say, Johnny, I'll take uh, crypto payments in my business. Then I got to, you know, now I got to worry about, okay, what point of sale system do you use? And I'll ask you like, well, when you ring, ring up a customer for a credit card or cash, walk me through the process. And then you'll kind of talk to me about your existing system. And then I say, okay, based on what I'm hearing, here's going to be a very easy way to implement crypto payments in. And a lot of what we try to do is, um, if you look last night, I and I retweeted it this morning, a video about the Clover system and how to add a payment button in. 
So really, you want to you want to be able to add a payment type into the merchant's uh, point of sale system that signifies that they got a crypto payment. This way, at the end of the night, the reports match up. You can't, you, you know, this goes for anything in payments. You can't expect a business to pr- to want to process a, a new payment form or even even credit card payments for that matter unless it works with the existing systems that they have. They Their employees need to go through the, the normal process and flow that they normally do. So that's really um, how we, um, you know, how we uh, get it done as far as uh, the behind the scenes stuff. So there's a number of different businesses out there. We've got the brick and mortar, we've got the online businesses like you were saying. Um, and so it really depends on what kind of business you have with the online stuff, you can get it set up. You need to figure out, you know, how their site is set up and that way you can figure out which type of integration is necessary. Exactly. And like you were saying, uh, with the whole, you know, you can either get cashed out or you can keep the crypto. I think that's huge. The fact that you are able to actually cash out immediately, um, because we are still in a very volatile market. Um, and these bigger players, you know, you're talking about a couple dealerships that are starting to accept crypto. There's no way they're going to want to keep Bitcoin or Ethereum when on any given day it can be up 5, 10%. So you talked about Alliant payments um, and how they can convert your crypto to cash, you know, instantaneously. But uh, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned there because, you know, when we talk about accepting crypto and what crypto is used for, it's to kind of get rid of this third party, um, like the credit card processors. You know, there's problems with them because there's fraud. Uh, they take a cut and then they can also freeze any sort of payments if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, sure. So with yeah. Ali- Alliant Payments, doesn't this kind of just become that third party that can cause all those headaches for the business? Or am I missing something here? So yeah, to, so here's here's the thing, right? businesses want what's easy. And then if they want to receive us dollar, you have to involve a third party. If they want to get us dollar, there's no way to go from Bitcoin to your bank account without going through some type of intermediary. There we go. Yeah. I mean, so really? So. Yeah. So, so I'm with you. I'm a real, uh, true blue, private key guy, like do everything privately, but that's, here's the thing, right? You got, we always got to remember something when you talk to businesses about crypto, we're really into it. They're not. (laughs) The use case for is they just want to get paid, right? And we argue on Twitter about scaling, about this, Bitcoin maximalist. No, I like, I like this coin. I like that coin. Go out and go walk down Main Street USA and say, hey, would you want to accept crypto for payments? And most likely the business is going to be like, well, I don't I don't think anybody's going to want to pay me that way. And if you told them, no, we have customers that want to pay you that way. They'll be like, really, I can get business from this? And we're like, yeah, sure. There's people that want to buy your product and pay with Litecoin, right? So that's the use case for a business. So for, for the Payment processing end of it, I don't mind the intermediaries because they make everything easy. Businesses need everything easy. But as far as owning crypto, 
Um, I don't have one dime on an exchange. I mean, I remove everything immediately. I don't um, trust any exchange um, as far as I could throw them. Um, you got to hold your own private keys. Um, if not, I'm in the school of thought that you should expect to lose all of your crypto. So personally, and what I promote for payments to the public is kind of like, kind of like two different things. That makes sense. You know, regardless of who you are, where you are to cash out to a bank, you're going to need that third party. Uh, like for example, we go fiat or Bitcoin to fiat through uh, most of us, I'm assuming go through Coinbase. That's a third party. Um, so we're not there yet. Um, but the fact that you are actually able to get businesses set up and you're kind of planting that seed of, you know, cryptocurrency being used as a currency, um, is I think what's most important here. And then that was with the online stuff. You also talked about the brick and mortar. Um, and I, I really liked what you talked about when you said that no business is going to want to get this set up if it doesn't just integrate perfectly. And if they have to do any kind of, you know, if there's any kind of learning that needs to be done, it's going to be tough for them to want to, um, cause they don't, I don't <laughs> no one wants to learn. Exactly. Uh, only I, crypto people. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think there's, there's much benefit to it, but you just, you talked about that Clover system. And if I heard it correctly, it's kind of a system that integrates and then when they pay with crypto, it'll come up in their financial reporting. Um, is that correct? Exactly. So it's not, um, it's not like, which actually makes it better. So when you do it in the Clover system, they don't, they don't scan the blockchain for anything and they don't actually, they don't technically have any crypto integration. It's just that you can, you can add payment types and payment buttons easily. There we go. So now for your reporting and your bookkeeping purposes and your inventory and your orders and your shipping, everything is business as usual. And it, re it records that payment was received and it was Litecoin, it was Bitcoin. It's just not, you have to validate it on your own kind of. So usually what we do is we give the business like a little sign we just say, hey, post your QR code on the sign. And then they just keep like an iPad like under the counter. And um, somebody sends payment to the sign. And then they just verify on the iPad real quick. Um, like usually through Coinomi app or Exodus. Oh, yeah, payments received. Awesome. You're good to go. So it's uh, very easy to, to do because, you know, if you're giving them cash, they got to count cash, give you change. So it's a very like a smooth process could be and again the key is that it closes out the sale in that system now what ends up happening is a lot of these businesses they don't know anything about crypto and i talk to them right and then they start they follow me on twitter maybe they follow me on on instagram they start hearing me talk then they're like well they'll ask me they're like do you have any of this um, Litecoin or Bitcoin stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I got my money out of the banks. I don't, I don't trust the banks. And then they're like, Hmm. They're like, this is the payments guy telling us he, he has all his money out of the banks because he doesn't trust them. And he has this stuff. And then what ends up happening is people want to buy it on their own. But you know, 
if it's a business with partners, it's hard for them to keep the crypto because like which partner keeps it? One partner doesn't want crypto, one does. But a lot of these people just end up buying it on their own. So it's like, I always say, if people see crypto for payments first, they get it. Like, like learning about crypto as an as a uh, investment is the wrong way to learn about it. Like, if you understand it for payments, you get it. And the example I love to use is my uncle. He's a degenerate gambler. He's in his seventies, right? He so like last summer I was hanging out with them, and um. Loves the gamble, so to you know, to bond. I was I was putting putting some money down on some bets, and he has like you know he goes into a gambling site and bets, and they accepted um, Bitcoin and Litecoin for payment. So I said to him, well, I said, shit, instead of just giving you cash, now we can't get it into your gambling app. I'll just send Litecoin right over to your app. He's like, what do you mean? How? He's like, it's not my you know, that's not my Litecoin account. I said, it doesn't work that way. Watch this. I just pulled out my phone and I scanned his phone where it was the deposit section. And, you know, a couple minutes later, his it was credited to his balance. He was blown away because he said, oh, my God. He goes, he has to wait so long to get money into this gambling app. He has to, like, wire money in or if he uses a – if he uses a credit card, it's faster, but then the credit card company flags it and sometimes shuts him down. And then the, the gamble on app charges him a, a surcharge for using the credit card. So by the, by the third time, I, you know, because I'm not a good gambler, so I was losing. <laughs> I would send him more money to the app. And uh, by the third time I did this, he goes, man, Johnny, he goes, I want to buy, buy me some of this Bitcoin <laughs> and like stuff. He goes, he goes, this stuff works really good. So I said, well, tell me what you think of it. He goes, well, I kind of always thought it was like gold. He goes, but he goes, now I realize it's like really so much more efficient. And, and he was like really blown away by it. So my thing is show people a transaction first. And I'm a big non, I hate getting somebody's into Coinbase as their first experience. I like them to see like a non-custodial wallet, a, uh, you know, loaf wallet, Coinomi, trust wallet, um, Exodus wallet, anything that gives them seed words. Then it kind of, it clicks in their mind. They're like, wait a minute, you just sent me a dollar and I received it. This thing didn't ask me who I am or whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, it doesn't need to know. I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're those, you're those twelve words right there. I'm like, and I read them the riot act. I give them like a, like a, like a, you know, Scarface style threat. I'm like, sit down for a second. I'm like, <laughs> like, don't you lose these seed words? I'm like, you're gonna lose all your money. So, yeah, man. That's um, you know, that's how I think people should get into crypto. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I think getting to use it firsthand really shows you the value of it. Um, and I think you know that more than anybody uh, because you're working with these businesses who are accepting it. You're getting them set up with it. And then you're seeing that, okay, it's not just a business transaction anymore. These people who run these businesses are like, I need to own some of this because I see the value in it. 
Um, but touching back on, you know, what you were saying about the integration with payments for like brick and mortar and it getting set up and just, you know, in, it entered into the financial statements and the monthly reporting, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, not enough people really think about the behind the scenes transactions there. Um, with the fact that, you know, you see, we see these videos of people paying with crypto online and we're thinking, okay, it's just, you know, money from one person to another. Uh, but for these people who run these businesses, they've got, you know, thousands and thousands of tra transactions a day, a week, a month, whatever it is, depending on how much business they're doing. So they can't just be like, oh yeah, I accepted Litecoin on this day at this time. Uh, you know, if we, <laughs> right. Because, you know, we think of people like, on Twitter who are, you know, selling their merch or something. And it's a couple transactions here and there, maybe one or two a week. And it's really easy to keep track of. Uh, but for these bigger businesses that are really doing volume, we need that, you know, setup where it can get entered into their financial reporting. So I think when people are trying to push and spread adoption, they really need to think about the backside of things um, with regards to business, at least. And then, you talked about your yeah, you're hundred percent. And then you know, with like personal. The adoption. problem is one of the problems is Charles. Like, um, people like all right. So there's a lot of like libertarians in crypto, which I am big, big libertarian, right? So most libertarians are like against like income tax and stuff, right? Which you know, I think it's unfair. However. I'm not going to break the law and go to jail <laughs> and I'm not going to promote people. Hey man, risk your business, risk everything and, and don't pay your taxes. So a lot of times people talk too idealistic when they go about adoption and you have to just be more relative to the business. And then if you're kind of talking offline to the store owner, you could be like, Hey man, you know, we're hoping to change the system, small government, we're hoping this is going to lead to lower taxes and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, but it's, um, you got to walk before you can run. I mean, we're not going to end, um, you know, we're not going to all of a sudden create a small government overnight. I mean, this is the most mass entity and institution in the world. I mean, it's going to take a while to unravel this whole thing. So I think people just need to be more like, they need to, Think more in the shoes of the business rather than their own agenda. I think people get a little bit too caught up in the hype at times. Like you were saying, we're trying to kind of unravel this institution that our you know country is founded on. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, so I appreciate that you're very level-headed and reasonable about this. And your main message is, you know, just get in there talk to business owners, get them set up with it, let them see the value of it, and slowly but surely these changes will be made. So I really appreciate that, and I, I appreciate you kind of walking us through, you know, your process when trying to get a business set up. Let's, you know, flip it for a second. Say I own a business, and I it's a brick and mortar, right? And I want to get set up to integrate crypto payments um, into my business. How, how do I reach out? Like, do I just hop online and call somebody up? I'm sure there are people like you all around the country, but 
what's what's the easiest way for for me to do that as a business owner it's not that easy because not many not a lot of payment processors like me are are given any type of crypto support and if they are they're only going to offer their their product in other words like so they came out with a product they'll say hey we'll offer this product me i do it at the network level I offer any product for Litecoin. I don't care if it's one I'm getting paid for or not. Um, I'll help somebody out with a free app and give them a few bucks and drive there to help them. So it's like people be like, well, that's crazy. You lost money, but it's not for me. It's not, it's about a greater um, mission. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's, you know, and then and then I try to become the regular um, the regular payments guy. Like I I tell people like, look, if you trusted me for doing your crypto payments, maybe you want to use me for your credit card payments down the line. And, and uh, a lot of those people say, yeah, sure, I should use you. You were you're you're like an honest guy. You came to help me for free. Like I'm you know I haven't talked to the other processor in years. You know, so I get bit, I get business in my regular world from it. But um, as far as reaching out to me, I mean, they can email me, they can call me, or they can DM me on Twitter. Those are usually usually the three easiest ways. Perfect. And we'll have all of that in the description. So if there's anyone out there who's listening who's like, I want to get set up and I want to accept crypto um, as one of my forms of payment, uh, you can get a hold of John, again, through email, call, DM. Um, so we'll get that all set up. So I really appreciate you, you know, extending that offer to anyone who's listening. So we've talked about. And, and, and real quick, my Twitter DM is always open. I don't block it. So even if you're not, we're not following each other, you can uh, shoot me a DM. And I do that just because I want to give support for um, crypto payments. So any, any time, any question, uh, if I'm sleeping, I'll get back to you when I'm, uh, when I'm awake. There we go. Okay, yeah. So you're you're available. Um, say say you know because I'm out in California. I, I if I remember correctly, you're out on the East Coast. Is that right? Yep, I'm in Jersey. There we go. Um, so say they wanted somebody local. Are there any sort of you know businesses that do this that set up the crypto integration? I mean, I I, I operate all over the U.S. Um, and I do have people that um, help me out from the Litecoin community all over the country. So yeah, we can always um, get somebody local there. Usually, especially in like a busier state like California. I mean, if you're in like Idaho or something, I might say, I don't know if we have somebody in Idaho, but you know, Cali, sure. Yeah, I can get somebody local there. And uh, I'm kind of in the process of, um, training a lot of people um, from the Litecoin community about the regular system. So they know about crypto and Litecoin and Bitcoin, but now I'm kind of training them about the Clover system and what to look out for. So that way we're really want to, I really want to marry the two things together because especially if we can help businesses with their existing systems, now we're adding like real value to their operation, you know, then they're going to be like, we'll start having a demand for people that want to accept crypto because they're like, hey, these crypto people actually help us out with other 
other parts of our business where the regular credit card people take our money and run <laughs> and then sue us and try to get away from them. So like, I, I want to put that vibe out there and I think we can really beat the banks as far as the merchant payment adoption stuff goes because their service sucks. It's horrible. They stay, they, they sell you something and they're out like a thief in the night. So I think we can rise up as, as crypto community and, um, if we're actually the ones giving better support than the than the banks are for their own product, yeah, we're I mean, kind of gonna. Like I was just gonna say, I feel like you guys are very passionate about it, so you want to be there, you want to be hands on, um, and you get that kind of customer service that you don't get from the banks and the payment processors, the traditional payment processors, I should say. Exactly. So I I think what you guys are doing is beautiful. Um, just before we kind of move on, what do you, what do you think of these things like Coinverse, sorry, <laughs> Coinbase Commerce and BitPay? So Coinbase Commerce is great because it's a non-custodial gateway. You get, you get seed words. There we go. Completely different than um, the regular Coinbase. You actually plug those seed words in, and you make a wallet with them. So you get payments in on Coinbase Commerce. And they're available like in like a Jack's wallet or something like that. So Coinbase Commerce is a people in crypto, the diehards should love that product because again, you hold the private keys. They Coinbase can't even stop a transaction in that. They they can't do shit. Um, <laughs> so that that's that's pay, pretty ideal. I, yeah, it is pretty ideal. <laughs> BitPay is I do not like at all. Um, okay. Let me explain why <laughs> they. I feel like are are kind of toxic for adoption because they only allow payments to come in from certain wallets. So you can't send, um, you can't pay for something um, if BitPay is the integration from Exodus wallet, from Trust wallet, from Jack's wallet, from your ledger. I mean, you you just can't do it. The only wallet I I I have. 15 mobile wallets on my phone for crypto, right? And the only one I could use for um, BitPay is bread. It's the only one that works. Um, I really don't like BitPay at all. And the product that I have with Alliant Payments does everything BitPay does, but more. And we could do... Um, we could clear the transactions at a lower margin. So we can, you know, offer the merchant Litecoin support as well as Bitcoin and Ethereum and do it for under 1% where BitPay charges a flat 1%. Um, and, and Alliant in general, if you do, if you set up a merchant account with them because they're a regular payment processor, they will clear the crypto transactions for free charge you nothing so i mean we totally with that product can blow away bitpay um so yeah bitpay i i don't like but you know they're out there they're integrated into a lot of stuff so um i can't knock them completely because they have uh pushed the ball forward as far as getting a lot of places on board to accept um bitcoin at least there we go okay so you, you you're kind of I wouldn't say neutral, but you, you see the benefits that they are providing. 
as well as some of the downfalls. Um, and before we move on, you know, you talked about these these fees that are getting charged this 1%, this under 1%. And uh, I don't know if everyone realizes this, but like when you go and pay with your credit card at the gas station, the credit card processing company is taking a fee of that purchase. Um, and I feel like so few people realize that when they're going into pay that when they hear it with crypto, they're like, oh, someone's taking a little fee. Like, I don't like that. You know, I should just be able to send wallet to wallet. Um, they don't realize the alternative, um, which is I, I I could be wrong in my number, but isn't it anywhere from like three to five percent or something like that? Uh, anywhere from two to ten percent. Two to ten. Jesus. OK, wow. Depending on the. um. Um, now, here's something that you have to keep in mind. Not every business can just open up a merchant account and start processing credit cards. There are some industries that they deem high risk and they really get picked on by banks and merchant processors. And they have to fund what they call a cash reserve, which what the cash reserve is, is the processor says, okay, we'll set up your merchant account. You need to give us half a million dollars up front to hold an escrow Jesus. for the duration of your merchant account. And then they hold it for a six month window after you cancel. So this is kind of what I feel is there's a war against small business going on right now. And things like this are a part of it. And um, like we see it right now in the CBD industry. The banks are letting um, big companies like CVS and Walgreens and grocery stores and they can sell CBD no problem, but they're shutting down and holding money on the little independent operators. So, it, you know, there is a major war against small business. The, um, you know, they want everybody kind of um, getting a W2, everybody as a W2 employee and uh, in that kind of trapped in that system. And when people are kind of an entrepreneur, have a small business, they're really stacking the cards against those people with all like excessive regulations and compliance and, uh, you know, compliance is a, uh, it's such a bad term. It's, um, designed to, to trick us and the regulators put this term out there and say, Oh, your regulatory compliance, even in payments, you've got to be PCI compliant and, uh, it's just a way for them to fool you and manipulate you and be able to layer stuff deep and charge you more fees <laughs> is really what it gets down to. So yeah, sorry to go on a rant, but um, no, no, I, I don't mind it at all. You know, there's major credit card fees that the retailer pays when you swipe a card at that business. I mean, my, my main point here was that we are going to have some issues setting up crypto payment processing and getting businesses to accept crypto and there's always going to be a, a better way to do it or there's you know people are going to think there's a better way to do it but I just want people to understand that the old system that we were using that we're trying to phase out is just you know miles behind what crypto is and what you know accepting cryptocurrencies is um, 
So I don't I don't want people to get caught up on these little, you know, oh, they charge 1%, you know. Because if you look at the old system, it's 2 to 10%. Yeah, it's, it's just that it changes the dynamic of the payment. In the old system, the the person receiving the payment pays all the fees and takes all the risk. In the new cryptographic system, the person sending the money um, takes all the risk and pays the fees. <laughs> so it's kind of it flip-flop things. Yeah. And um, I love it because I always fought for the rights of the business yeah, in yeah. the old system. The old system is totally stacked against the business, so I like the new system how it uh, changes the dynamic. And let me let me tell your audience this because this is really like important to understand. The old legacy financial system is an honor system, and the the crypto system is based on mathematics. So going forward. To a more and a more digital um, economy, and you know, digital transactions and non-face-to-face stuff, where you're sending money across the globe, you think a um, a honor system is going to work, or a system that validates based on mathematics? I mean, I always tell people, I know what I know what I would put my money on for the long run. Hundred <laughs> percent. But that's um, kind of note. No, I, I completely agree. And I've got a smile on my face just thinking about this vision of the future and your vision of this future, this financial future. Um, so can you just talk to us about, you know, what you've got going on in the next 12 or so months, what you're most excited for? You know, I'm just, I'm still going to be doing the, the same stuff I've been doing, um, helping give this um, payment support to businesses. Uh I'm really ramping it up with the um, with the with the regular legacy systems as far as getting stuff to work with those. So I'm excited for we're bringing on some businesses that are doing online ordering, like for for food, and we're gonna be able to let people pay with Litecoin or other cryptos. And um, on the businesses end the orders are all going to fire right into their point of sale system. It makes it really seamless for them. And um, I really want to target this near colleges because I feel like that's our opportunity. And um, they're teaching blockchain and, and crypto at colleges. It's their, you know, kids can take this as a course. So if you're like a, a pizza shop near a, near a big college, why not announce to the student, you know, to the, to the student body, hey, we accept cryptocurrencies. We're embracing blockchain technology, right? You're going to, even if these kids don't pay with crypto at first, they're going to like remember your business because they're going to be like, we're learning about that in school. Cool. This, you know, Joey's Pizza accepts Litecoin for payment. Awesome. So uh, that's kind of the stuff I'm excited about. And um there's a lot of other people working behind the scenes. Keep an eye on what John Kim is doing. He's working with a lot of the big companies and stuff. And um, as far as getting Litecoin integrated into what they're doing and different apps and all that. So uh, a lot of good things are going to come in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. I can tell everybody that. Yeah, you're, you're uh, planting those seeds now. And, you know, you're going to continue to plant those seeds talking about, you know, getting – 
the small businesses surrounded surrounding colleges set up um, just getting more small businesses interested talking to more people uh, and then you talked about John Kim who's doing it on a bit of a larger scale um, but I, I think what you're doing is really you know getting down to the roots talking to people getting them set up planting that crypto seed in their mind and then after getting them set up with it you can talk to them and you know they are like oh, I kind of want to own some of this. So I really like everything that you're doing. Um, and I, I put that kind of poorly. Um, but I, I just want to say that, you know, I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, you especially. Um, so we've talked about a whole lot of stuff today. We talked about your background, how businesses can get set up, your kind of vision for the financial future, and what you plan on doing in the next 12 months. Um, so before we end, can you just give us your biggest strategy um, or your biggest tip on spreading adoption? I, I know we've talked about it a lot, but let, let's just go your biggest one. And then um, can you also just give us one reason why you think every business should be accepting cryptocurrencies right now? Okay, um, I want everybody to focus on businesses that sell online. And a lot of these are storefronts, but they also have an online site that they're trying to build up and sell through. Businesses struggle just to get one order in from their website. And now with if we enable um, crypto payments, um, people like me and other people that are excited about this will tweet this out to their following. Um, YouTubers might talk about it. You're going to get so much web traffic that you never received. That's real value. Businesses pay um, for SEO and to get noticed online and to get social media followers and all that. So that's our real strength. And the other reason is because online payments have more risk. Um, they have more, um, more fraud that occurs. So the fees are higher that they pay. So, Really, with, with like a good crypto like Litecoin, that's that's you know pretty cheap to send and very liquid and easy to convert into U.S. dollar. It provides such an advantage for them because now they can transact without fraud, and they can get the word out about their about their site. Um, and we will send them some business from the crypto community. I mean, there's people that are ready to spend their crypto, especially when it goes up in price and they're making money. So. That's my tip to everybody. Focus on businesses that sell online. There we go. So that's kind of the perfect way to spread adoption is you focus on them, you find them, and then there's people like us who are just so excited about this stuff that we're going to want to share it. We're going to want to get them set up. We're going to want to buy their products um, because they do accept crypto. So I, I think it's a win-win for everybody there. Um I, I think that's the perfect tip and that's all we really need to say on that. Um, I did want to ask one last thing before we go uh, because you're, you're a payments guy. Uh, you understand how easy it is and you understand some of the benefits. So what do you think of these guys in crypto who are selling courses <clears throat> or books or merch or anything uh, who aren't accepting crypto? Because I, I can think of a few off the top of my head who do this. Um, and I, I think it's pretty lame, 
that uh, they're selling you a book or a course or a whatever on crypto, the importance of crypto, and they're not accepting it. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how you can tell if somebody's um, true blue and uh, real, really about this. Uh, you know, they say, like, on the streets, are you about this life kind of thing? But, <laughs> you know, that applies here. I mean, are you about this crypto thing or not? I mean, and if you don't accept it for payment and you're out selling a course about cryptocurrency or a book or merchandise, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's... it's uh, so easy to you have no excuse and um so i think it's uh it's sad because all they need to do is one dm to me and i'll have them set up in a new york city second and uh probably buy their product i'll probably be one of the first people that buys it pays with litecoin and then tweets a video about it so i mean it's um they're really missing the boat and they're not doing any you could tell those people are kind of just in it to make fiat profit and um i'm all about people making money you know what i mean but you got to at least be like be real with what you're doing and be like be official you know so that's just look in life there's a lot of people that are that are fake and that's kind of an example in crypto about hey these people are fake they're not like they're not real you know what i mean yeah 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 definitely i just wanted to hear it from your mouth because you're the processing guy you're the payments guy you understand how easy it is um you know for someone like me it's like okay i don't really know exactly what goes into it so i can kind of be like oh i understand that they're not accepting it it's hard to get set up etc etc but you're, you're here telling us that, you know, it's easy, it's simple, they can DM you and get it set up in, you know, little, very little time. Uh, so there really is no excuse. Um, and I think that's a perfect way to kind of end this interview. So Johnny, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you walking us through all of that. Um, sorry that, you know, the interview got pushed back a little bit. Everything in my life's a mess right now. But uh, again, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Don't worry you. about it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And um, anytime if you want to have me back on and do a follow up down the line, uh, by all means, man, I'm always happy to uh, spread the word and DM me if you have anybody that's um, you want me to you want me to twist their arm to accept crypto payments. <laughs> Perfect. Well, no, that's the thing. You know, this this show is crypto entrepreneurs. So I've talked to 40 plus business owners who in some way, shape or form have set up a business um, involving cryptos. There's some episodes that don't. Um, involve any kind of business um, and are more just general topics. But I, I've got a laundry list of people that I, I'm going to start talking to. And um, a anyone else who comes on after you, I'm going to send them your way if they're not already accepting crypto. Sweet, man. I love it. Just keep me in the loop and um, I'm always down to help out. Perfect. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media, you know, if if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. 
Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.